0: Hey Dan, what's up? What's up? We're back.
1: Mhm. How's it going? i um, pretty good. <laughs> That's a lie, <laughs> but I, I just didn't even feel right saying it. But you know, I'm it's going. I'm fine.
0: Yeah. When you ask when you ask somebody how's it going and you're like, I'm gonna talk to this person for 10 seconds, and then they're like, Oh man, it's terrible. And you're like, Oh. <laughs>
1: I do generally feel that like if somebody asks you how it's going, you should just say like good.
0: I I try to give like a if if it's like bad, I'll try to give like a, you know, something that that they could pass off as like, oh, that person sounds okay. But if they're like really listening, they'll be like, is it okay? And like they can dive <laughs> in if they want to, you know?
1: Yeah, that's fair. I th-
0: it's yeah. it's a tough line,
2: but It's
1: one of those things where like To me, like if I'm having like a really terrible day, like in the grand scheme of things, like of the world, I'm fine. Yes, and things are okay.
0: Anytime I complain about something, I try to, I try to tag it with like, uh, you know, at the end I'll just be like, but you know, I'm I'm alive. Like it's fine. Exactly. Nothing. None of this matters. Probably.
1: Yeah. So in that regard, I'm doing good. Cool.
0: Um yeah. What's up? We're going to talk uh we're going to talk a little festivals today cuz the the South by is coming up.
1: Yeah, we thought um you know, we'd share some festival stories and just give our general thoughts on various festivals. Cool. Um,
0: I got one. I got one for you. Well, I got some South by Two. We'll save this for later, but yeah, it's the I, the one I got's the best. It's
1: the best one. Don't worry about it. All right, <laughs> but I know there's more than you're thinking of because I know that you've probably played ones, other ones, but we'll we'll get to all yeah. Of that.
0: Expose me for the liar that I am. Yeah. in a little bit. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, we can start off with something extra exciting this this week. Cool. Um, big Business, one of my favorite bands in the world, announced their new album last week. Um, the record is called "What Is It Called?" Oh, it's called "The Beast You Are." Nice. And it'll be out in April on Joyful Noise. Who you all, know? All we
0: do, all we do is Joyful Noise yeah. now.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're our sponsor, but we're keeping it under wraps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they have big business, so they win. That's just how the game goes. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so they're putting out their new record. It's their sixth album, I believe. All the other ones are great, and I can tell you for a fact that this one is also great. Um, here's the first single. It's called Let Them Grind. Yeah. I like that.
0: The Toms, the Tom work. Yeah, Tom works she pounds around. away. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a really good uh it's a, it's a pretty like natural sounding I assume record. That song at least. Like it sounds like the dudes in the room playing the drums. It's not like uh you know, yeah, super overblown. Anyway, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wonder uh who produced it?
0: Who did it? Yeah.
1: I I'll tell you in a moment.
0: Yeah, let me know. I don't think I know anybody who makes records in LA.
1: Actually, I don't know who produced it. Um I'd have to look up the press release and who's got time for yeah, that? Yeah, nobody. Yeah, you don't want to read that shit. But I know but like their previous records were mostly done with um this dude, Toshi Kasai, who also briefly played in Big Business, um, and Dale Crover from the Melvins. they The two of them like have a production duo thing called Deaf Nephews. Oh, cool. That's a good name. Um, and yeah, they've worked on a bunch of Big Business records. I don't know if they did this one, but I don't know. It yeah. always sounds good.
0: Yeah, I I was I was telling you before I haven't really listened to them. I've seen their I've seen their name for a long time and never really dove in. But like everything else, now now I will. Now that you've played it just for me,
1: yeah, just uh, it doesn't get a whole lot better. Yeah, you know it's all downhill from there. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> that was but, the best but song. But seeing them live too is like amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Just watching Cody the drummer play is so good. It's just it's just two guys. Yeah, two
0: guys. Was it a th- when there the other was person a brief, was it a third guy?
1: There was a brief period where it was like a th- three guys and then like a like a very another brief period where there was four of them that that one really didn't last very long and then maybe it went back down to three or maybe it just went straight back to two. Yeah. But two is the way to go for sure. Having seen all of the different iterations live, two is the way to go. Yeah. Huh. Those two are just so good at what they do and they have like such a crazy like 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 with each other.
0: Yeah. There's something special about a two-piece for sure.
1: But I will say that when they were in the Melvins, like the two members of Big Business were both at playing as the rhythm section of the Melvins right. with Dale Crover and just having two drums. Uh, seeing that lineup of the Melvins live is without a doubt one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Just unreal. And it's it's not just like... I mean, I'm a sucker for double drums when they're done really well. Yeah. And they do it really well, but it's not just that. It's also like... Um, Uh, Jared, the vocalist in Big Business, like, harmonizing with Buzzo. Oh, really? And it's so sick. Yeah. Because, like, they obviously take a lot of influence from the Melvins, so, like, when you just plug them into that formula... Right. ...it's, like, naturally perfect.
0: Yeah. That sounds awesome.
1: They did three records together, three very different records. The The first one is... Like you know, probably sacrilegious to many people to, for me to say this, but it's probably my in my top two or three Melvins records ever. Yeah. Um, is it, yeah, it's just an unreal album. And then the second one basically sounds like the Melvins covering Led Zeppelin. Okay. Which is interesting, <laughs> you know. Like it's it's a great record. Don't get me wrong. It's just, yeah. It, it's interesting. And then the third one is. It kind of just seemed like they were like, s- sort of coming up with like excuses to see like how we could use the double drums. Like, okay, yeah. you know, just like, going like for it, it. if it almost felt like the songs were like just written around the idea of the fact that there were two drummers. Yeah, but also again, great record.
0: On a, I feel like on a, if you're gonna do double drums on a record, you gotta. <laughs> You got to do that a little. Like I mean, live... you can
1: tell that they're on all of them, but like on the first two, it just sounds like huge, and on the third one, they're like, toying with the idea, you know? Yeah. Like there's like songs that have like army march type beats okay. where they're like playing back and forth, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's like goofy, but like that's part of what the Melvins do,
0: right? I got to check that
1: out. And I should preface this all by saying that the melvins are probably my favorite band ever. Right. So, that you is know, important. I'm not no- I'm not knocking <laughs> any of this. Just analyzing it so to speak. Yeah. Um yeah. But uh that's why we're here. Just and if anyone in big business or the melvins is listening and you want to <laughs> take that, you know, take that lineup for a tour again, the world could use it. <laughs> Dan
0: will let you play at his house.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Just what they want to play my one-bedroom apartment. So, speaking of some of the best shows I've ever seen, let's move on to festivals. The-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just gonna go for worst shows I've ever seen, which is also that's a maybe we should do that. Well, that sometimes.
1: was sort of what I was no, implying.
0: I know, I know, but that's could be a whole other, yeah. Festivals are no fun for their own reasons, but just a singular bad show is like, that's a good story sometimes. We'll get, well, I don't yeah. want to dive into that, but yeah, festivals. I've only ever been to the Warp Tour. You're telling me I'm wrong?
1: Well, you, I mean, and then obviously South, South, South By, by but yeah. you've also played CMJ. Yeah. What, it is, <laughs> what is CMJ, though? I mean, it's South By on the East Coast, just shittier. I guess, and, like,
0: Northside. Like oh, neither. Yeah, but North neither the, That's just, like, a bunch of shows happening. It's not, like, a I festival. I know, but so
1: is... Well, that's, South by that's, kind that's of is the... the
0: anti-festival, too, in that way, where it's, like, it's just a bunch of shows happening. It's just, like, to the extreme, yeah, so that's it one feels of the things... a little more like a festival.
1: I prefer, like, if I were to go to a festival, I prefer, like, the... Anti festival, so to speak, where it's basically just like hundreds of shows happening in like a general area.
0: But what if somebody gave you like an exploding and sound tent at Bonnaroo? You're telling me you wouldn't have fun? <laughs> um <laughs> 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 Like it's just it's it would just be you and all of your bands at Bonnaroo. That wouldn't that wouldn't be?
1: I don't know. See, I I. I I'll be honest, I've never been a Bonner, so it's uh, yeah. unfair of me to judge, but I've also never had any interest in going. The idea of like being out for like a whole weekend, like camping out with a bunch of like drugged out hippies. Yes. And like just the general crowds that like a festival of that sort attracts. Right. Is so unappealing to me.
0: Yeah, but what if it was, yeah, I, yes. Well, I know
1: like I'd rather what if you had a pocket of your own people within that
0: bullshit though that's what I'm saying
1: yeah but we'd still be tucked into that like yeah world and I don't know I mean obviously I would like <laughs> them to book our bands cuz that's a great opportunity for our bands but do I want to be there myself no okay <laughs> <laughs>
0: so if anybody gets booked at Bonnaroo Dan is not Dan's not coming I'm sorry
1: I mean, this is... if Pyle are headlining Bonnaroo, I'll go. <laughs> that when that day comes. But until then, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I got you. Have it... you ever
1: been to a festival where you? Oh, camp well, out? No, no. I already know that.
0: Never. I've been to. I've been to Bread and Puppet. You familiar with Bread and Puppet? Uh uh-uh. uh It's a puppet festival.
1: Oh, nice.
0: It's a. Th- it's the thing. Yeah. It happens. Do they in,
1: give you bread as well?
0: Uh I should probably know more about this if I'm gonna talk about it. But it's yeah, I've no idea. I think there was food involved initially. It's just a big free, like bunch of fucking hippies in the woods doing like it's not just puppets, it's like enormous like, you know, two story building sized puppets like conducted by people on the ground. That's like a free free bullshit in Vermont. Potentially cool. It's been going on since like the 60s, I think.
1: Oh, uh, it's like a yearly thing.
0: Yeah, it happens all the time. But you have to camp out. You camp out there, yeah. Hmm. I don't know if you have to. You can just. I. It's I mean, all it free. It sounds you just like, like it's like cool go.
1: for like a short period of time. I don't know if it yeah. requires like three night camp out kind of deal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, no, besides that and...
1: Yeah, I've never been to one either like that. And I don't think I ever will. But there are lots of like small festivals like, you know, like more like under the radar ones, but that are like well known in their regions, like um, Waking Windows and Sing in the Spring and like... Things like that that I've been to and had a great time at both.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're very good at what they do, but it is just a different, it's a smaller vibe. That's like why it's more fun, I think. Yeah, it's like a DIY
1: festival, basically.
0: Yeah, as soon as it gets to a certain scale, it's just, it attracts people who like music, but in a very different way than you probably like music.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very mainstream sort of way.
0: Yeah. I, like I would absolutely. You should just do an exploding and sound camping weekend. You just do. You just do two shows. All your bands. Everybody just camps out.
1: I'm not sure the demand is there for that, but. Um, I think you could. I think you could do it. it I if mean, you got the land it, for free, the is, I think. Would anyone come? No. Yeah. No. I think.
0: <laughs> I think it might. I think it might work. We'll, well, t- we'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's what I would camp out for. I wouldn't camp out for almost anything else. I mean, something of that scale. I mean, like, bands I like and knowing that people are going to be good people instead of, like, just trying to go to a festival, you know? Like, you're yeah. either trying to go see music or you're trying to go to a festival, and those are very different things
1: <laughs> but i do think the people who go to these like giant festivals go with the intention to see music it's just a very like but basic like taste they have of like oh this is what's popular That's this is what i like yeah you know like the i guess the so. top 40 crowd essentially
0: but like i think part of their decision to buy tickets to that thing is is the fact that it's a festival like i don't know if those I don't know. Yeah. I think they want the festival vibe. (laughs) Because you wouldn't submit yourself to that if you weren't, like, into it, you know?
1: No, well, yeah, it's a combo of the two, but I think, you know, they go to that festival because they enjoy the festival vibe and because they want to see music. Well, I hope so. Otherwise, you know, yeah. Yeah. We're
0: going to have to go and ask them. We should, let's get our (laughs) tickets right now. We'll take Post Trash Live to the festival circuit.
1: There are some festivals that I've been to. Like now that we're having this conversation, I realize I've been to more than I realized. Yeah. But one year I went, like when I was still doing PR, I, like some of the bands that the PR company I worked for were playing Riot Fest in Chicago. Okay. That was a pretty good time. Yeah. I mean, it still had that festival-y vibe and one day it was like all rainy and muddy and that kind of sucked but i saw lots of great stuff yeah
0: i don't know i'm into it let's do it let's get our press passes <laughs> can we we probably could if okay,
1: we sure. festivals want you to be there writing let's, about their shit let's do this yeah maybe uh, okay anyway um, <laughs> let's just get into our next song yeah, yeah. for now keep it going um, This is a band I've been listening to a lot very recently. Um, They're from Australia on the Anti-Fade label, which we've played a song from previously. And if you read Post Trash, you know that I've been writing about them a bunch. Um, The band is called Parsnip, and this is from their single Feeling Small. It's the B-side to it. It's called Winter. Har snip.
0: We got a little sidetracked. We were debating whether winter exists in Australia. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't have exposed us. Maybe the, the two
1: of us don't really know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I mean, we know it exists, but it's a matter of the intensity. Yeah. Let us know. Call in now. <laughs>
1: That song feels real warm. It does be a, feel to very be about warm. about winter.
0: Yeah, let's just uh, extrapolate from that information and just assume that it's warm there.
1: Yeah. But man, I've been listening to so much stuff on Anti-Fade's Bandcamp page, like the labels page. Yeah. I've just been digging through like their whole discography, and I haven't found something I didn't really like yet. Hell yeah. Which is awesome. What
0: what else have we played from them? I feel like we've been heavy um, on Australia.
1: We played the Vintage Crop okay, single, yeah. that like post punk band. Um, yeah, and that that's all we've played from them so far. But I was gonna play another song on this episode, but you know, then the big business single came out <laughs> and things had to move around. Yeah, but yeah, it's great label. Cool. And it's like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I guess some people are tuned in enough to know about it. But, like, for the most part, if you're in America, like, you're not hearing about a lot of, like, cool DIY punk labels from Australia. Yeah. So definitely worth checking out.
0: I feel like everything I do hear about from Australia, I enjoy. But I don't go and seek it out. It's just, like, somebody recommending it or it's on.
1: They do have a lot of great punk bands there. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Os Mutants? No. Not Osmutantes. Mutantes. I think it's like a play on that. Oh, okay. I thought you were
0: going to say that was another band.
1: That is another band Oh. from like, whew, I don't want to, I have no idea. I think they're from cent- Central America.
0: Wait, what did you say the first time? What's this band called?
1: Osmu Mutants.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm caught up.
1: They're amazing though. They've been around for a while. Um, they're also in like the members of it are in like ten other bands that are great. Like they're one of those like where like everything that the members involved do is also awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, great great Australian band. One of their side projects actually is on Anti Fade. It's a band called Alien Nose Job. It's a good name. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. That was how I got introduced to the label.
0: Alien Nose Job. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Um. Yep. But yeah, Australian bands—they certainly don't make it to many U.S. festivals. Although Os Mutants played at um, Goner Fest.
0: Yeah. Is that in Texas? I think it's no. Wait, where's Goner Records? Goner
1: Records is in. Um, uh, Memphis, oh, right? yeah, yeah, sure, I believe. Yes, and that's where it is. Yeah, that festival always looks awesome, but I've never been.
0: Yeah, I thought it was in Texas because the first time I went to South by, we played in Memphis on the way down and we played like a Goner show or oh, something. Cool. I think, yeah, Goner
1: Records, you know, they've established themselves for lots of great garage punk stuff. And the festival is in that wheelhouse generally. Yeah.
0: All I remember from the show is uh, a guy, a guy, well, one, I spilled, <laughs> I spilled, a, I was eating a peanut butter and jelly and uh, I, this was in the bar and I, it was probably like 4 p.m., like well before the show. I spilled, I spilled some on my shirt. I didn't think anybody was looking. I I held my shirt up to my mouth and I licked the jelly off. And a man sitting at the bar was staring. I like looked up and he's staring right at me and he just says, "And y'all won the war." <laughs> and then proceeded to buy us all shooters which we were not really familiar with. And then I think he tried just to take- a
1: shooter not a shot?
0: A shooter is like a, it's a lower alcohol shot and it's bigger, but it's basically like a liquid jello shot. It's oh. just like some gross, sweet yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the night ended with him trying to take Carrie home with him, <laughs> which Carrie was <laughs> very uh, unhappy with. Quite inexperienced. Sounds
1: like a good evening.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Fun fact about you and eating this sandwich at the show. There was like a good like year-long period where every time I saw you at a show, you were eating dinner. That sounds about right. And I I think eventually I I had to say something and you were like I'm I'm busy. <laughs> Sometimes you're just busy, and then you go home,
0: and then you're like, oh, shit, I need to be at the show, and I didn't eat the dinner.
1: Hey, I'm not judging. I said it was just a fun fact. I got to defend myself to the public now. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, like, sometimes, though, it, like, worked, like, on me, where, like, I see you eating, like, some delicious-looking slice of pizza, and then I was like, oh, I should go get some pizza.
0: Yeah. I was actually, I was a, I was a paid uh, plant from uh, <laughs> Danny's Pizza on uh, yeah. Bushwick Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the reason. It worked. Or like, th- my other move was the veggie, the veggie tacos at Pita Palace. Oh, yeah. Yep.
1: That place doesn't exist anymore?
0: It does. It's new.
1: Oh. They like redid it?
0: Yeah, I haven't been in there since actually. Yeah, everyone was pretty upset when they... Uh, shut down for a while yeah anyway Hmm. what you got for for festival stories
1: um i don't know i started off my life of going to shows going to this big festival like a radio station festival which is like different than all the kinds we've mentioned yeah you know it's um but in, like, I grew up in Maryland, like, outside of D.C., and there was a station called HFS that had, like, a festival every year called the HF Festival, which was, like... I think,
0: I think the Big Ups dudes were just talking about this. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Anyway, it was continue. a great
1: thing. Like, people, like, loved it, you know? Like, it would, like, sell out, like, instantly and... Like, they sold so many damn tickets. Yeah. And, like, people would line up, like, way in advance to get tickets because this was, you know, before you could just get them online. Right. Um, and, yeah, I, I really loved it. I mean, it was my first taste of w- what festivals are kind of like. But I did see, like, still to this day, like, some performances that I remember that were, like, amazing. yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's also like one weird thing about festivals that I like remember very distinctly from HF Festival is that like moshing and like just general (laughs) like crowd conduct is like way crazier. Dude. And it like doesn't (laughs) matter like if the band isn't even like particularly heavy. Yeah. It's just the people who come out like lose their shit.
0: Yep. <laughs> I uh so I went to Warp Tour in like 2005 and I think 2003 and 2005 I went to the I went to the Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. And one of those years I saw Andrew WK and he was just like, well one, he had four guitar players.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> he was also like aggressively trying to whip up a circle pit like around the like camera truck that had like a boom arm up Uh, in the middle of the pit yeah yeah and when it finally happened it was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen (laughs) in my life like I was standing in it I was with my dad I was probably 13 12 I Mm -hmm. don't know I I don't know what the hell was going on I've been to some like shows but not like with that many people yeah and it was like it was just hundreds of people fucking beating each other up in a circle and we were (laughs) like we need to move right now and he (laughs) just kind of like pulled me to the back it was crazy
1: yeah i remember when i was like a kid you know wrong age at the wrong time i was deep into like the new metal world yeah and i went to lots of oz fests and um i just remember very distinctly one year that like that band Soulfly was playing okay and they were playing on like this dirt you know, like, they weren't playing on it, but, like, the stage was, like, basically, like, this, like, dirt field. Yeah. And, like, people were just going crazy, like, mashing and shit. And, like, the dust, because it was, like, on dirt, like, the dust was, like, flying up everywhere. Uh. To the point where, like, I was, like, choking (laughs) on, like, just dirt (laughs) dust. And, yeah, it was... I mean, at... It was terrible. But at the time, I remember thinking, like, whoa, this is amazing. Like, I've never seen anything like this. This is what the world is like? Yeah. And I used to think that band was real sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. The funny thing I will say, and this is, you know, people are probably going to stop listening to anything I have to say after this. But this is what's going to do it. I will say that when I was a kid, I was, you know, like, sometimes you're just stupid and you, like, decide that you don't like things before you, like, listen to it, you yeah. know? Like, you just assume, like, most like things. oh, I'm not going to like this. Yeah. I, I know what I like and blah, 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 bunch of bullshit. And, like, at those OzFests, I never stayed till the very end to see, like, Black Sabbath play. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah,
0: just what a fucking mistake. One of your true life regrets. Like,
1: I love, I mean, not all of it, but I love yeah. the first, like, five albums of Black Sabbath. And the fact that I was, like, in a place where I could have just stayed an hour later and seen them. Yeah. Yeah. It's Real stupid.
0: Sometimes something really cool is happening and I would rather go home and go to bed. And I usually go home and go to bed and have no regrets about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, but
0: I, if it's multiple times, you might have screwed up.
1: I mean, it's one of those things <laughs> where, like, you know, it's not like I would have caught them in the '70s either way. Yeah, but that's I true. still, you know, the fact that I had the opportunity and I didn't, I never did get to see them, and now never will, because I was not going to go see them at Madison Square Garden. That's a whole other no? concert going <laughs> issue.
0: That uh, bands that are too big are just I ridiculous just try to, to, try to avoid. See New York. Yeah.
1: I try to avoid uh, stadium shows if I can help it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I should have seen Black Sabbath when I had the chance.
0: Well, oh well. Yeah, there's, oh well. There's plenty of bands out there. That's the good news. I know. Bands, bands, bands.
1: It's true. But, you know, if you're at OzFest, I mean, I, yeah. I think they actually <laughs> only played one of the ones I was at and like Ozzy. Aussie- like, solo was the headliner for the others, yeah, which you know, nothing against that, but i don't you know I don't regret missing that, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, should we get into another song? Yeah, what do you got? Well, this begins our um bands that I'm excited to see at South by Southwest portion of the music, cool. Um, this is the first single from Shady Bug's new record. The album is called Lemon Lime, and it is out in early March, just before South by Southwest, which they will be playing. And this is the first single. It's called Make It Up. I love just about every single thing about that band.
0: Yeah. I haven't really listened to them yet.
1: It scratches all my itches.
0: I assumed you were going to bring some of that in here. I was kind of I was kind of waiting. I wanted my first impression, you know. Oh yeah. I like the big uh the big guitars.
1: Yeah, they're huge. It
0: like doesn't Yeah, I wasn't I it happens in the beginning so I can't say I wasn't expecting it but like given the rest of that song I would not expect it but it's very satisfying that when it comes in. That song just throws
1: you for all sorts of loops. Yeah,
0: that little halftime weirdo bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah.
1: And then that little like right after the big guitars when like the vocals come in and it's got that weird like nimbly like sort of rhythm yeah. to
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's like all over the place but in a in a surprisingly cohesive way. Like it works.
1: Yeah, and it still like it still feels like Poppy. Right, yeah. But like n- not like in a cute sort of way. Yeah. Man. Mm. <laughs> Fucking love that band. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, they're doing um, some touring in February in the Midwest and then they're making their way down south by southwest. I believe they'll be doing more touring, including the East Coast, um, in the spring.
0: Cool. Where are they based out of?
1: St. Louis.
0: Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know if I've heard much like that from St. Louis.
1: Yeah. I feel like they have one of those scenes where, like, when people do start to pay attention, they're in for a good surprise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: the one thing that I played in St. Louis on tour in like March, and the the one uh, thing that stood out to me was that everybody who I met there was like, I would like introduce, you know, we'd introduce ourselves to each other, and then they'd be like, "Oh, but I'm I'm this person. I'm like this name on Facebook." Oh
1: uh, yeah.
0: Just like right off the bat, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I don't, I don't, <laughs> like. Are you guys just like huge?" That's on, a big problem. Are with you huge Facebook? on Facebook?
1: Like to begin with is that like I don't know who half these. Fucking people in my feed are anymore because yeah. everyone has these alternate names. But
0: more than that, just like when I'm meeting somebody for the first time, <laughs> I don't give a shit about their face. Well, maybe they're telling. <laughs> like, they're all very nice people. I don't mean to like. <laughs> maybe they're telling me like,
1: because they're friends with you, and then you'll be like, oh. You're like,
0: oh shit! I do know you. You're this yeah. fucking made-up name. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's possible.
1: I've definitely met someone in real life that was like, I'm so... Like, when they introduced themselves, <laughs> I had no idea who they were. And then they were like, I'm so-and-so on Facebook. And I was like, oh. It just happens... I still don't really know who you are, but right. now I like, no. It
0: happened so <laughs> many times in a row. I was just like, this has to be some weird local shit. But yes, I understand. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Everybody just fucking get off Facebook or use your real goddamn
1: name. I know. <laughs> It'd be nice to just, you know, revert back to when social networking didn't exist. Yeah. I don't know how to do it and still promote stuff.
0: Yeah. Or, like, know when shows are happening or, I don't know. There are are uses, but it just doesn't, you don't need all the other bullshit.
1: Yeah, but it's hard, like, you can't have one without the other.
0: Should we just create our own social network right now? Is that what we're doing? Nah. Okay,
1: all right. (laughs)
0: Just well, for, promoting, that just for the...
1: promoting shows.
0: Yeah, just shows, and I don't know. It just post. It just tells you everything that's on Post Trash, and then it's just shows all well, the shows. Well, you could just
1: you know read Post Trash.
0: I guess that's true, but you need show listings. It's true. And you no, could re- I'm you not could do- replace. i doing that. You could replace the internet if you did it though. <laughs> that's all people need.
1: Uh yeah. We'll
0: do that, and then we'll go to a festival. We'll call it a day.
1: Yeah. Oh, another festival moment I was thinking of, like another positive one where I um I saw like a show I will never forget was at that All Points West festival that they used to have out on um Roosevelt Island or yeah. one of those islands. Um I went one year and And you will know us by the Trail of Dead we're playing, mm-hmm. who I'm a big fan of. And or at least was, uh, yeah, I'll say I'm still a big fan of, why not? Um <laughs> But this was when they were touring in support of um, Century of Self, and they were playing as like a seven or eight-piece band. Damn. Like, you, you reminded me of this when you said that Andrew W.K. had four guitars. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure they did two, and like two drums and like keys, and it was just like... It was just so much going on. Yeah. But it was so sick. Like, I loved it. But, like, so, but the story is, it doesn't even have to do with the music. It, they were playing, and the stage was really elevated, like, really elevated, you know, because it's, like, a giant festival. Right. And there were so many of them on it that, like, some of them were very <laughs> close to the edge. And at one point, the keyboardist just, like, fell off the stage. <laughs> And like he knocked down his keyboards, like it was a whole like thing, and it was like a big fall. It was crazy, and like I'm pretty sure the band was still playing. Yeah, but yeah, it's probably
0: so loud nobody even realized something <laughs> happened.
1: I think I think people noticed It was like a big spill, and luckily I'm pretty sure the guy was okay. But like, yeah, I've, I've definitely <laughs> never been there to witness such a thing. That's great. That's dramatic, yeah, but I do remember that like the set being amazing, and at that same festival was the only time I've ever seen my Bloody Valentine, yeah, and they were playing outside, and like when you go when you like entered into the festival, they were literally handing everyone earplugs, yeah, and I you know, I was like, ah, do I like really want to wear these like I have a bad habit of never wearing earplugs. That is a bad habit. And I figured, because, like, we're outside, like, how loud could it possibly be? (laughs) And it was so goddamn loud. I, like, put them in immediately. Yeah. And then, like, at one point, just out of curiosity, I, like, wanted to hear, like, what it would sound like if I took them out. Yeah. And like when I took them out, I like my ears, like literally couldn't like process the sound. It just sounded like, right. Like, yeah. That's what it sounds like when you take off
0: earplugs at most shows.
1: Oh, maybe it's just my ears <laughs> have yeah. adjusted. No, but, but
0: to extreme levels. Yeah, yeah, like your ears definitely clamp down on that as much as they can, like as soon as it starts happening. But if it doesn't happen gradually, if it just like kicks in, your ears freak out. Yeah, it was crazy. It's not good.
1: And it was real funny because it was like My Bloody Valentine played and then like directly after them Tool played. Cool. <laughs> and like the audience that was like... The, surprisingly to me, the, it was a very different audience for the two. Yeah. Like, I thought people, like, you know, most people, have like, if you like one, you can at least appreciate the other. Yeah. And that was not the case. Like, <laughs> there were, like, so many, like, broy like, douchebag Tool fans that were just, like, yelling for My Bloody Valentine to, like, get off the stage. And it didn't help that, like, My Bloody <laughs> Valentine played, like... Some song where they, like, basically just held, like, one singular note for, yeah. like, ten minutes. They're asking Like, for no it. exaggeration. <laughs> and it was just, like, funny to see, like, the audiences, like, just clashing. And I was down for both.
0: Yeah. I, I guess that's the festival mentality, you know?
1: Yeah. I just, yeah. It's not, like... I don't
0: know. Those bros wanted to be at a festival with their boys tool. Well, that's they- <laughs>
1: true. <laughs> and I will say as someone who grew up a huge tool fan, like as a kid, yeah. That like the majority of people at a tool show are bros. <laughs> like straight up like frat bros, like, dude, we gotta go to the tool show. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all wearing their tool shirts and it's just like Yeah embarrassing.
0: It's pretty wild too, because the like, I guess I get where that overlap happens, but like musically, there's some crazy shit going on. That's probably the most uh, yeah, it's like
1: real arty for bros to like. Yeah,
0: that's some that's some arty bro shit.
1: I know it's weird. <laughs> I you know part of you like wonders like how how deep like the bros are really getting into like what tool are like attempting to to like yeah say and do and like the way they like carry themselves is like in such like polar opposition right but then like i don't know then you just wonder if they just like miss that whole pretentious side of them and go it's loud dude it rules you know i can (laughs) only
0: assume that's what happens but it would be sick if you if the bros just turned out to be like yo you you know what maynard just said like you know (laughs) you you know he just said right
1: yeah (laughs) And now, you know, 12 or whatever years later since their last album, Who Gives a Shit? About Tool? Yeah, just like... Sure. There's, like, like certain websites that you probably can't go a month without some stupid, like, is the new album coming (laughs) article? And it's like, who cares at this point? And this is coming from someone that, like, was, like, a diehard fan. But, like, at some point, it's just like, come on, this is stupid.
0: To just live your life for the next Tool album? <laughs> or just <laughs> like are thinking
1: about. of like, who cares? You know, like, I don't know. Like, they've taken so goddamn long that anything they put out is going to be disappointing at this point anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, you know, It'll whatever. They'll still make a bunch of money.
1: Yes, that
0: they will. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: why uh, not? Yeah.
1: But they are, at least as far as I can think of, they're one place where they could be making a shit ton of money and are not, they're, like, one of the last holdouts I can think of that is not on any streaming services. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. I have, mean, they, again, have they it spoken? It just goes with their, like, whole pretentiousness that, like, our music is too valued and, like, it's <laughs> yeah. only meant to be listened to as, like, a whole record. Line. Right. Which, you know, fair enough. I I listen to my music that way anyway, and yeah, I do too. agree. But, like, at the same time, I don't know.
0: Just let just let the bros put on the One Tool song at the party, man. <laughs> yeah, they, Why? P- people
1: want to listen to Sober. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do some Jaeger bombs. I, uh, yeah. You know, like,
1: it's... I don't know, I'm very, like, torn on the idea where, like, I think it's cool that they, like, stand for their ideals, but then, like... At some point, it just becomes like your ideals are like kind of bullshit, and it's just like you acting like you're holier than thou.
0: To put yourself in, or to to find yourself in such a yeah the position that they got to, whatever however you would classify that, and then to be like saying you have values is. I mean, I'm sure you do, but it's uh, hard to, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just a different world at that point.
1: It definitely is. And you know what? When the new one comes out, I will certainly listen to it out of curiosity. You
0: know, maybe we'll get a tool track on the show. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll be able to clear that. Yeah. But... Well, let's
0: just go. That'll be the one we just go for Just see yeah. what happens.
1: I, I will be honest, when we were discussing the Melvins earlier, I was very tempted to just, let me give you a little sample just, here. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah.
0: under what? Some but, some amount
1: of seconds. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> um, anyway. yeah, but speaking of music, yeah, let's play another song. We've got um, another band with a new record coming out that will be down in Austin for South by Southwest, the ever-legendary Buck Gooter. From Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, they are getting ready to release their eighteenth album. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. they're like one of those bands where like you mention them to someone casually and they're like, Oh, I played like a show with them like a decade ago. Like I didn't know they were still doing it. It's like yeah. they're still going strong. Crazy. But yeah. Buck Gooder, their new album's called Finer Thorns. It's out on Ramp Local. A really sweet label um if if you're not familiar with it it puts out like a lot of very interesting like punk and post-punk and experimental records um run by this sweet dude named jake and yeah anyway it's a good label and this is uh the second song from that record it's called skunks are cool Yeah. don't know if I agree, but I I, I, I do like that the song like it's not only called "Skunks Are Cool," but it's about skunks being cool. It's what it's it's exactly what you think it's gonna be. Yeah, it's great, or
0: not at all what you think it's gonna be because I just assumed <clears> it was tongue in cheek, <laughs> totally irrelevant. I don't know. Anyway, I like that. That's that's wacky.
1: Yeah, they're a wild band. Is it you, just two just never, two dudes? Yep, two yeah. dudes, and one of them. The drums are all programmed, huh? It's like programmed drums and vocals, and then a guy playing guitar. Cool.
0: And the what? So the one guy is just what's the one? What's the other guy doing?
1: <laughs> He's singing and, pl- you know, doing like. Oh, the oh the guy who
0: sings is not the guitar player. No. Okay. Okay. Got gotcha. you.
1: Cool. Yeah, and they're yeah they're a wild band like. If you know, obviously, it, on the span of eighteen albums, it goes all over the place. Yeah. From like, no, like just noise, like almost inaccessible. Yeah. Noise to like blues and industrial and punk and. Cool.
0: Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah, I like super the large interesting repertoire. Super, super fun to see live.
0: Yeah. Are they touring?
1: I mean. Uh yeah. Cool. They, they tour a bunch. Um, They're always active They're like These guys are lifers For sure Yeah
0: I mean 18 records
1: (laughs) Yeah And um, They're playing here Soon I wanna say If you are in New York Yep Their album release shows On February 23rd At Market Hotel With Palberta And Pop 1280
0: Oh cool That's a good bill
1: Yep Should be a fun one Hell yeah I plan on being there if everything goes to plan. Yeah. Um. Yep. And they'll be playing the post-trash uh, unofficial day party at South by Southwest on March 16th. So there you go. Sneak peek. Hasn't even been announced yet.
0: <laughs> this is where you get your secrets now.
1: Yeah. It'll get announced one day when we finish... Figuring out the lineup, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can say that it'll be great. I mean, I, oh, and Shady Bugger playing that also.
0: I don't doubt it. Yeah, cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You wanna just do another for us?
1: Yeah, we got one more song this week. Uh, it comes from a new, newish uh, local Brooklyn band called Grim Streaker. Uh, they're about to release their full-length debut um a little later this year and they just put out a new single from it called add and yeah here it is
0: guitar uh the guitar prog- the the chord progressions are a little breeders y.
1: Oh yeah I could see that. Yeah. I like it.
0: Vocals take it a little different direction though. It's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's generally like a little more punk. Right. Um but yeah. I really like that band. They're one of those have you ever had like one of those bands where you've wanted to see them live for like a ridiculously long time and you just never do.
0: Yeah. I would say that that's most bands for me. I don't. Yeah. I don't try to go to shows anymore. It's bad.
1: I'm like dying to see them, and there's been so many occasions where I was should have seen them and just haven't.
0: Do they play a, a lot? And, uh,
1: yeah, they play a good amount. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I hope I'm gonna break that soon. Yeah. Cause yeah, I really would like to see them live. I'm sure it's great. Someday. Yep.
0: I got, uh, you know, no, no. Continue. I
1: was gonna say, if if not sooner, then at South by.
0: Yeah, my I was I was gonna tell my last warp tour story, which is oh. uh, to- totally worth everyone's time, and I definitely <laughs> should have interrupted you to do this. Uh, I just, I just, MXPX just like traded guitars, like guitar and bass, and like a four they just had like a one bar break in a song, and they just like threw their guitars and basses across, like, a 50-foot stage and landed and, like, played the next beat.
1: Wait, they threw their guitars to, like, each other? Yep. Wow.
0: (laughs) It might have been the most rock and roll thing I've ever seen. At the same time, I don't ever need to see them play Chick Magnet again in my life.
1: Nowadays, if you want to see that, just go see A Place to Bury Strangers. Do they do that kind of shit? I mean, not to each other, but, like... Oliver, <laughs> just Oliver like stuff. just throws
0: his guitar all around. That sounds uh, like a nightmare for your insurance company.
1: I, I think it's be- well, I think <laughs> part of the reason that like it's no damn thing for him is because like being the head dude behind like death by audio pedals and shit, he just re- he knows like the yeah. inner workings and just rebuilds it. Yeah. It's my guess.
0: There isn't that much going on in there the The shit that's gonna break is like you need to be a a luthier to fix that shit,
1: well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but like he I mean, yeah, he's very violent with his gear in in a fun way, yeah, like, there's this amazing picture of them from some festival where his guitar is like yeah, like you said, it's like fifty feet in the air, yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know how that ended. I don't believe he probably caught it.
0: <laughs> he once came in, he came in and spoke to like my class in college. Oh, cool. And he was basically, he he was, he was cool, but he was basically like, yeah, so I, I was trying to go on a vacation and I needed $2,000. So I just kind of like figured out how to make this one pedal I just like jammed some stuff together and it kind of worked and then I sold like 20 of them and then I went on vacation and that was his like origin story for Death by Audio that's great we were um, all like oh shit so we can
1: survive that's cool he's done real well I with mean, it yeah for and, sure and obviously with A Place to bury Strangers but like uh, yeah those pedals are used by you know everyone from like oh yeah little DIY band to like Trent Reznor and like Bono and shit
0: yeah, it's crazy. They were just kind of like the along the first wave of like, you know, small boutique pedal companies too. Yeah,
1: gotta get in on the ground floor. I do remember seeing a place to bury strangers once. I mean, I've seen them a bunch of times. They're an amazing live band, but one time and it just like really stuck with me that he like. It wasn't even his guitar that he threw, but he, like, picked up his amp and, like, (laughs) threw it across the stage. And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. That seems excessive. It was was crazy, but it was, like, I don't know. It was pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all, like, in context, you know? Like, there's, like, certain bands. Like, if you saw someone, like, just breaking their gear, you'd be like, oh, this is wasteful and bullshit but like when you're hearing like their music and there's like lights just blaring the way they do at their shows yeah like i don't know it's awesome
0: sounds it (laughs) sounds like he had exactly the effects he wanted to have on
1: you (laughs) yeah exactly it was perfect yeah but yeah but then i saw him at like i've seen him a couple times you know while death by audio the venue was still around and now like i don't know like I don't think I've seen them since Death by Audio. Yeah. And it's like hard to bring me to like go see them in like a big venue. Yeah. Because of how much I cherish the memories of seeing them at Death by Audio.
0: Right. I only saw... The, I never saw them at Death by, but I saw them at... The only time I've seen them actually was at... uh, What's it called? In the streets? Or out, oh. out in the street? Whatever it is. At Onderdonk yeah, House? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a tent outside. Uh-huh. It was weird. There were not enough people there to make it feel cool. <laughs> they were like putting on a big show for like not a lot of people in the tent.
1: Yeah. Well, and they got to give it their all anyway.
0: Yeah. I Yeah. They were trying. You can't blame them. But also just outdoors might not be their ideal environment.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. I would agree with that 100%. Nor
0: any band's ideal environment, I don't think. Anyway.
1: Yeah. The first time I ever saw them was like way before it was like during their first album and they were touring with that band All The Saints okay. do you know them?
0: I've heard of them I don't know them
2: though. No.
1: really awesome I'm. they don't exist anymore but really awesome like shoegazy noisy punk sort of band yeah Um, and they were playing in Boston I think they were on tour with that band Dead Confederate and it was the three of them and they were all like pretty new at the time and they played at um Nah, I it doesn't matter, but it was really sick. Yeah, and yeah, I've just been. I love all those bands since. Well, sorta. <laughs> Dead Confederate's another story, but
0: yeah, they're cool for another. We'll do the whole Dead Confederate episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, cool. So, if anything, this episode has made me realize that there's a lot of different kinds of festivals.
0: Yeah. For sure, and I I don't when I think festival I definitely think like Bonnaroo like Me go too. go camp in some bullshit. Me with Me too. Bros. And my
1: and my mind immediately goes negative when I think of like Bonnaroo or Coachella or yeah. like any of these or like Lollapalooza any of these bullshit festivals where like they basically all have the same lineup in a different order. Right. But but like you know there's lots of cool festivals.
0: Yeah, waking waking windows I feel like is my example of like. I'm always impressed that they do well and it gets bigger and better every year. Not bigger to a terrible degree, but just like it's cool. They do some cool stuff and it shows that it's like possible. This thing in the spring does the same kind of thing. Like it shows that it's possible to do like something that's important to the community and not so like egregiously huge, but just but also like has some really solid acts.
1: Yeah, for sure. And radio festivals, at least back in the day, were cool. Yeah. And then there's like. I've never been to it, but that one, um, that big one in Boise always looks awesome. Tree Fort? Yeah, Tree Fort. Uh, that always seems cool. Yeah. Disco Doom, or like JNL Deffer, like the two of them have played it a bunch of times and they always have like such amazing things to say about it. Yeah. And there's um, the one in Kentucky that um, Sophomore Lounge do. Cropped out. I've always heard amazing things about that. Is sophomore lounge based out of Kentucky? Uh, At least in part. okay. I think they, for the most part, are, but they also have, like, Chicago roots. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm pretty sure it's mainly in Kentucky these days. Yeah. But then also, there's, like, that huge festival in Spain. Um, Oh, fuck, what's it called? It's huge. Yeah. And I, the lineup is always good. Yeah. You Which, go to Spain. coming from me, like, there's very few festivals where I think the lineup is always good.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It typically but, is just like, here's how we think we can sell the tickets this year, or right. whatever shit. Yeah.
1: Right. But so, all in all, festivals may be okay. What? Yeah, <laughs> five out of ten. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <We've-> <laughs> In conclusion, festivals are sometimes all right.
0: We've solved none of the world's problems today. Uh, good luck, everyone else.
1: Yeah, go to Spain. Don't go to Coachella. <laughs> That's it. Do it. Meeting adjourned. All right. See you next time.